Hey, welcome to Sunbrook Takeaway. I'm Tanner Treffin, joined by Pastor Joey Rumble, and we're embracing the journey today. How are you doing, Pastor? Yeah, fired up. Ready to chat about the message from yesterday. Yeah, it was, it was a good message, and I actually have a little beef with this title. You're talking about embracing the journey. You talked about how the, the Israelites, they were in the, in the wilderness 40 years, but it should have took them two weeks. I don't want to embrace that journey. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to learn and, and do it shorter. So. That's right. So you're to brace this shorter journey. Yeah, yeah. And so we're going to help you. Uh, this is not going to be a waste of your time. But uh, hey, if you apply this message today, you are going to save some time in your life and, and walk in wisdom today. So uh, let's let's lean in. So I loved uh, the illustration you you got up there on the the easel and we're and drew for us um, how in, the, in Numbers it's it's called the Book of Numbers because there was a census taken and then God told them how to organize their camp where the 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 Levites and the the Ark and the Tabernacle should be all in the center and then all the tribes are around um, and so it's Christ in the center of your life and then when they're walking uh, the Levites with the ark are in the front, and God's presence and the cloud is in the front, and they're supposed to follow, and God be the lead. And so how does that apply to our life? I, I think is Christ at the center of your life? Is Christ uh, in the lead and reflecting on your life and, and trying to um, see the choices you're making? Does it verify that Christ is in the center of your life? And so I just think it's an incredible visual of uh practically okay crisis in the center crisis in the lead and then reflecting on your life it, does it line up with what scripture shares that you should be doing to follow christ and i kind of love when as i was studying i told the church hey i'll go a little bit deeper into this really if you look at it the tribe of levi was dedicated unto the lord and that was where the priests not all levites were priests but no priests came outside of the levite uh, clan and then also uh, Aaron, the brother of Moses, the high priest came through Aaron's line. So that's kind of uh, fascinating. I also thought it was kind of interesting. Really, when you look at it, uh, Joseph, uh, Jacob adopted Joseph's two sons, uh, and when, when he did, you know, Scripture goes on. You know, Ephraim and Manasseh. So really, you have those. That's the twelve tribes, and Levi's the thirteenth tribe, and they wouldn't inherit land. They were dedicated unto the Lord, but really, that's you're looking at 13 tribes there. It's kind of neat because of the two, and uh, so I thought that was kind of fascinating when you think about it. Also, uh, when you look at the journey from when they leave Egypt from Exodus, the middle of around Exodus, uh, to all the way through the end of Deuteronomy, that's really 42 years. Wow. But that's all that is. That's a 42-year span. So that's pretty fascinating to condense uh, Exodus through uh, the second when they leave Egypt. And you look at that uh, condension, that, that's 42 years. So that's fascinating to think yeah. about. It's cool stuff there. Uh, I thought Jenny was sharing that uh, her biggest takeaway was the screw. And I thought that was such a good analogy um, that we're talking about is Christ at the center and is he the leader of your life? Um, you talked about this story of how you were running and you saw a screw and you're like, oh, maybe someone else will pick it up. Um, but when it comes to our life, only we can pick up the screw. And, and you meant that only we can put Christ at the center. And Brittany talked about how that's a choice, that you actively have to make that decision and apply that every day. Is Christ at the center? Is he leading you? Yeah, because we like to criticize others. We like to be the victim. To we blame like, it. We yeah. like to put, blame other people. And and I get that. We all we all struggle with that. Listen, all of us got 
uh, the children of Israel in numbers in us. And we got to have God work that out of us because we don't want to take that long journey of 40 years and learn it the first or second time. And, uh, but because of that, I really feel like, um, uh, it's really important to take, make the choice. No, I need to own this for myself. I need to pick up the screw. Yeah, that's good. And so the question is, are you doing that? Are you owning it? And then you gave a lot of practical tools to see some ways that you could really show that you are having Christ uh, in the lead. Some, th- some things you shared is uh, we do soap journal here, uh, scripture, observation, application, and prayer. And why that's so important is because we can hear a sermon, we can read the Bible, and we say, oh, that's a great word. But we don't do anything with it. And so to really have Christ the lead is you let him be in control. And the way you do that is you read something, you hear something from the Bible, and, and you apply it. So that's where that A and, and praying and talking to God about is so, so important. And, and you go back as you're looking at journal entries and your application. Hey, am I doing this? Am I applying this? So it's a good little reflection moment in that. And uh, speaking of that long journey, uh, uh, the duct tape really saved us with the uh, radiator hose. We duct taped that thing so many yeah. times. And I, I keep thinking, what else could I have found that would have lasted long and longer than duct tape in my um, trunk? Or at a gas station. So I don't know. I, I need to think on that some more. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not the car guy. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you can let us know in the comments. Um, but I, I thought it was good. You brought out the, another illustration of the, the hammer and chisel. And you're going chink, chink, chink. And I think it will make, man, it spoke to me as a, as a man and as a father of, of protecting the foundation uh, of our kids, of, of a fear of the Lord and, and building them upon, upon that godly foundation. Is when they, when they go to school, a lot of the atheistic agendas and the woke agendas out there are just trying to totally strip away uh, what the Bible says and, 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 and belief in Him. And so it, it's important to, to be founded on that yourself and then protect it of, of those around you. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and, and just remembering kind of like the Levites that were surrounding the tabernacle, they were there to guard it. And we're to guard that in the next generation within our church and within our community and ministries we're leading. I mean, shout out Cleveland Gregory, who was a part of my youth ministry in the 90s, uh, was there Sunday with his family and me and uh, Jason. And uh, he was part of our our youth ministry as well. I got a picture with him and it just brought back a whole lot of uh, memories. I I put a post of that on um, our church Facebook page and mine. And it was just really cool to... Uh, really remember to protect the foundations of people you're pouring into. Yeah, good job, Cleveland. And um, I think for all of us, uh, are we so busy uh, that we don't know what's going on in our family's lives and your kids' lives? Like, do you know what they're learning? Do you know what they're reading? Do you know what they're watching? Um, And really being a part of that and then talking them through those things that they're seeing and watching them and helping them to filter through, hey, this is actually garbage. You don't want to believe that. Or this is actually really good, and you want to take that to heart and helping them filter to through those different thoughts they're hearing. Mm-hmm. That's huge. It's huge. Um, you talked about, uh, are you serving God with your time and your treasures? Are you, are you jumping into groups? Are you serving? Or are you giving God uh, your time and your talent and, and um, loving Him and putting Him first in your finances? I think that's a huge one, is if God's at the lead or not. Oh, yeah. And it, you can look at where you spend your time and your money. You can see if Jesus is in the lead in the center. It's just a really quick uh, snapshot of noticing is Christ number one. Yeah, because if... if Going, going to church is great. We want to go to church, but if God's the only God and in the lead and in charge on Sunday morning and not the rest of your time, yeah, he's not really in the lead there. So it, it applies to all of life, not just... Yeah, moments. as I drew it, you're actually leading yourself instead of the Lord leading you. 
Um, and the last one you got to is a, um, before you got into the, the the journey of reflection was just the fear of God and the holiness of God. How does that apply to have so, God? So, you know, God loves me, therefore I obey. If you, if you, Scripture says, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. Uh, if you love me. And so as God loves us and we love him in return, because of that intimate walk with God, it enables us to resist sin. But I'm convinced also there's got to be this healthy love relationship with God, but also this healthy awe of fear of God that he is holy, that he is he deserves our worship, our reverence, our obedience. So so I feel like it's it's not either or it's that double helix it's it's it, both and and so we need to make sure that we uh john bevere shared those two quotes about uh making sure that we we don't allow the the things of this world to be uh, uh, mute out that fear of god and so i i think it's crucial i think it's it, to be able to walk in holiness that every one of us needs a time where we're like Okay, God loves me, man, and he empowers me to live that way. Yes, but we also need a time that, man, God ain't going to be pleased with this. He, I'm going to suffer the consequences. He, he's going to not trust me. He's going to uh, withdraw his favor. Not that he doesn't love me any less, but he expects obedience. And, and so I, I feel like that healthy blend, and I think we're missing that in the church. I think sometimes what we've done is we've swung the pendulum too far we're, we're grace, 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 which is huge. In uh, Romans 6, where I shared that, uh, do I sin anymore so that grace may abound? And Apostle Paul writes, hey, by no means, don't be stupid. You've died to this way of living. Don't live in it anymore. I think that's something that's missing. And I feel like we better swing the pendulum back to the middle of fear of God, love of God, uh, where there begins to be this holy reverence of God in our lifestyle. And I think we're missing that a lot. And so I, I feel like we've been about three, four, five months, we've been really helping the church see what Scripture accurately says. Yeah, that, that's so so good, so true. Um, as Mary and I read in the book, one thing you were hitting on there is he says, your response, or God's going to love you unconditionally. There's no way you can change his love for you. And it's crazy how much he loves us. But then you're responsible, accountable for how uh, pleased he is with yeah. you and your behavior. And I think that speaks so strongly and has all that conviction be silenced. Um, that if, if we're never convicted that we're in the wrong, then we're probably always thinking we're right. And, and we, but that's a problem because we, we mess up. We don't always have it right. And so if, we, if we've silenced all conviction, we're probably not letting God lead us and correct us and convict us if we're, if we're never having that conviction going on in our Yeah, heart. and Scripture talks about our conscience being seared and that it, with a hot iron that we, it can be, it can be seared where, and that's a great check if the Lord's uh, number one. Yeah, it's good. Cool. Uh, I love the, the, the journey of reflection. That was actually my takeaway um, that you shared that I'm just going to share with you guys again, uh, that reflecting and you showed you could do this during your birthday or during the new year. Those are just great times for you where you have a lot of uh, momentum and motivation, um, but you can do it anytime really. Uh, but number one was uh, you want to reflect on my, your current age and your family's current ages and then their future ages. And that gives you kind of that motivation of you see like, Hey, in five years and 10 years and 20 years, they're going to be that old. Like time is so short. And then uh, two, my biggest priorities 
three. I give myself a number score uh, through one through 10 on those priorities. So you quantify it. And then four top decisions made this past year. And so you're trying to get some wins there. So you're not discouraged that you're getting some things right. Praise God. And then five, what am I fired up about? What's the passions God's put in my heart? And then six, regrets and the rear view. And so where did I miss it? And then, and what will I regret in the future if, if I don't accomplish these things, if it does not happen? And I, I just think that's great. I'm excited to do that my birthday. Coming yeah, up. and I, I actually just did that again this morning. And I, I was able to do that in about 30 minutes where in my time with the Lord, I really reflected on those six things. And all of a sudden, I walked out of there much more motivated, much more uh, concentrated in my focus of what God's called me to do in intentionality. Two things that stood out when I did the age again, which it always does this. I realized I, I, I did it 10 years this time and I did my family where they would be in 10 years. And I reflected on the last 10 years, how quick that has come. And it's like, whoa, if I'm wanting to do what God's called me to do, I need to get after it. And the next thing that grabbed me was regrets. What will I regret uh, if I don't do this this year or in the next 10 years. And there was a few that were non-negotiables that I started uh, getting a little slack on. And I was like, okay, great motivation. And, and if you can do that and keep staying on it, I'm convinced you continue to live with intentionality. That is key. This helps you live life intentional, yeah. not just missing it and wasting years, 40 years in the desert, but, but living in that single purpose mindset where you can get, what would it took 40 years take two weeks? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, it's huge. It's huge. Who else you got for us, Pastor? Um, you know, at the end, I hit the red thread of Moses, how he uh, was interceding for the people, and he was uh, was willing to sacrifice until the Lord blot me out. So I think those are two biggies. Let's follow the example of Moses to intercede for others, not just in, the, um, in our families, which is massive. It starts there. But in our church, in our community, who are you interceding for, calling out before God? And then who are you uh, just uh, sacrificing for, uh, laying your life down uh, to minister to others and just remembering to uh, continue to do that? Um, also, uh, one thing coming up this Sunday, matter of, uh, this week is VBS starting tomorrow. And I, I just walked over to the, the, the worship center and it is awesome. Kids, adults, it is going to be amazing tomorrow, yeah. man. They have just, uh, just all of the, it's just decked out. It's going to be awesome. But also remember this coming Sunday, we're going to, cause it's July 4th weekend on July 2nd, we'll have one service at 9.30 for the entire family. You don't want to miss it this 9.30 this coming Sunday. Then we have a ladies event and a men's event on the July 15th for the ladies and July 22nd uh, for the men those Saturdays. Oh, another shout out. Uh, well, first of all, for everyone serving at VBS, all the leaders, thank you so much. And also, I, I met a lady after church that talked about, and then another guy who just got saved at church Sunday. That was awesome. Praise God. But a lady mentioned her just sensing the presence of God. It was like goosebumps on her arms. And I said, ma'am, that is the greatest compliment I feel like I could ever receive. Thank you for telling me that. But the more I thought about it, which is great, and I feel that, but also saying that's the greatest compliment we at Summerbrook. This is a we thing, that all of us help cultivate the present, the, the, the a climate and an atmosphere and environment where people can encounter the very presence of God, the, the holy God that C.S. Lewis said, this holiness is irresistible. And when we uh, 
worship God like that and people can sense God's presence, man, we're setting it, setting the place right for people to meet with the Lord. Amen. What was your takeaway? Uh, I think the, the regrets begin with the end in mind uh, is the way or play the movie, staying motivated on the journey of reflection. Uh, that that's clearly to continue to use that as a tool in my life. Cool. How about you? It was yeah, the journey of reflection and do it this year on my birthday. Cool. Any other final thoughts? Um, no, that, I think that's it. I think that's it. Cool, guys. Well, thanks so much for joining us, and uh, God bless you this week, and enjoy the journey and embrace it.